0: You're listening to the County Life Podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. Start of the podcast as ever with Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon.
1: Well, Jim, it's a Thursday evening. Very good win last week. Let's start there. Four goals to nil. You must be happy with that.
2: Yeah, really pleased. Um I mean, obviously, we were catching Leamington at a good time. Uh, they must have had a, a large element of fatigue from playing Thursday night at Spennymore. Uh, and on top of that, uh, in the previous game, they'd had the um, goalkeeper sent off. Um, and at Spennymore, on the left-back got injured and stretched off during the goal. Um, so we knew there was a couple of weaknesses there that we could exploit. But I have to say, the lads went a, just ripped into them um, brilliantly. Uh, really played with great tempo in the first, well, first couple of minutes. And we continued that till about half an hour into the game and effectively the game was won by them.
1: I remember you saying a week uh, a few weeks ago the, the season's going to have a lot of twists and turns yet and it seems like now county hitting a real strong vein of form are we doing that at, at just at the right time?
2: Um uh, I suppose it free wins does suggest form but we have to be um conscious of the the inconsistencies we've had we have had. Um again um we've had some injuries and a couple of players out of form, but um, we're, we're sat sat here at the moment now with a team that's fully fit. Um, everybody playing regularly, uh, everybody training properly. Uh, so we are we are in a position to be able to be more consistent. And um, like I said, it's a it's a good a good vein of form. And uh, but again, uh, you know the, the the fixtures that we're currently going into are winnable games. And we had this last year when I think I got manager manager month in December. It was a It was a a series of fixtures you'd expect to win. So what we need to do is just keep winning the games we're expected to win, keep going about our business really well and then um, if we can do the same sort of form in the next three games, then we're facing a a really good uh, five games where uh, it becomes very tasty.
1: One of the most significant nights uh, for the league recently was Tuesday night and of course, it wasn't even County that were playing but all the teams around them. How did you take, how did you see the results for Blythe and for York and Kidderminster and everybody else that was in in and around that mix. County finished the evening in the
2: top seven. Were you happy with the way the evening played out? Um, yeah, I think going back to Saturday, I think um, we're all a bit surprised at some of the results. I mean, to think that Blythe got beaten by Ferriby and uh, the extraordinary game between Kidderminster and Salford so there were some strange results that were were far better than we could have expected um Tuesday night um obviously I was at the Salford Blythe game and the way the first half had gone I didn't expect to be sat above Blythe by the end of the evening but uh, a strange set of uh, circumstances um uh, a really dubious penalty against Blythe and all of a sudden they collapsed and it was 4-1 and um we were sat above them um obviously Harrogate had a player sent off and um that allowed um, spending more to, to steal three points. So uh, a bit of a ding-dong game at York and Southport. But th- there was there was um, some highlights in, in, in all those. I mean, the fact that we stayed in the top seven, the fact that the likes of Southport have been pushed a little bit behind us, uh, it means that we can focus really on the teams above us, um, knowing that currently we're in far better form than anybody below us. And if we continue to play the way we are, um, it's very much in our own hands.
1: When you look at the teams around county now, with the exception of Spennymore, who I feel are in a, a little bit of a false position with those games in hand, but you look at the likes of York and Kidderminster, uh, and county have well, they've got a game in hand on York, and the points can be caught up against Kidderminster when we play them. Can we see those as catchable or even overtakeable in the last few games of the season?
2: Well, if you if you extrapolate the current form uh, forward for the next six games, then we will overtake them. Um, Again, if you if you want to look at it a different way and look at the fixtures between the teams, um, there's going to be points dropped, and there's no doubt about that. Um, I think what we've got to do is really is just focus on Bradford. Um, it's a massive three points for us. Uh, it keeps us in the playoffs. Um, I mean, obviously there is a, was an opportunity that Blybe might score more goals than us and win, uh, but we, we just need to focus on uh, Bradford and then reorganise ourselves, re-energise ourselves for Tamworth on, on Monday. Uh, and then we've got the North-Ferriby game, game. And I think that what we need to look at is just maximising Bradford, Tamworth and North-Ferriby. And then we'll see where we're sat. It'd be nice to be going into the to those games against the likes of um, uh, Kidderminster away, um, Blythe away and Chorley away, knowing that it's very much about us managing the game and making sure that we're not beaten and um, take wins when we can. So that's the position I'd like to be in. But that only comes about by just focusing purely on Uh, The next game, one game at a time, and getting um, the maximum three points from Friday and then Monday.
1: We were just having an interesting uh, chat off there a moment ago. The next two teams up, uh, Bradford and Telford, have both got real. They've got real reasons why they need to win. You know, Bradford. I get the impression if if they don't win against County uh, tomorrow, they're they're probably out of the playoff race. Uh, Telford, they need to get away from a relegation zone. Does that make a team more dangerous? If they have to win, they are literally fighting desperately, trying to get the
2: points? Um, possibly. Um, I think um, in Bradford's case, I mean, the form has been pretty poor for them. Um, I know they've had a couple of uh, unfortunate instances at FC United where, they, you know, so that result probably sticks out as being irregular to what's been going on, but they have been in poor form. So. Uh, I think I think they probably feel they've got slim hope of getting into the playoffs and a win against us as a must but what, if you look at their fixtures between now and the end of the season um, I, I I would be very surprised if they're in the uh, top 10 never mind the top 7 So, but they are a team that's got on the day are a very good side great counter-attacking ability um, Tamworth's a slightly different prospect again another team in poor form but they've tightened up and become very competitive in the last three games they've, had, they've added players so they're fighting hard to um, make sure they stay in this division. Um, it, it's very difficult to judge whether these teams are more dangerous because they need to win. Uh, but I think uh, given the form we're in, I think these teams will be conscious of making sure that they keep it tight um, and then try to to pick up off a weakness or win a set play. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think I, I would prefer these teams to be have something to play for and need a win. And if you like... Um, not parking the bus and settling for a draw, having, if you like, knowing that a draw, a point's not going to be good enough. And I think in Bradford's case and Tamworth's case, um, they, you know, they they have to maximise every opportunity to take points and I don't think any of these teams will be playing for a draw.
1: You mentioned it a little bit earlier on about a fully fit squad. Let's just speak about how County go into the busy Easter weekend, in particular starting with Sam Minahan. It must have been great for you to see him get some minutes and even nearly getting a goal.
2: Yeah, um, he could have scored with his first touch, but um, I thought I was really pleased with him. I think he's been he's been training excellent. Um, we've been mindful of making sure that he had those couple of weeks just to consolidate his um, his training fitness. He's um, getting up to speed really amongst the lads, and um, I thought when he came on and um, he, he upped us. Um, I think. The likes of Darren and Reese looked like they were fading a little bit. Maybe it was because they felt the game had been won. Um, but I think Sam came on with, with a different type of energy, just the, the natural enthusiasm of a player who hasn't played and wanting to make a difference, wanting to fight for a place in the team. And I think that was really, um, uh, you know, for me, was great to see. And um, I thought he not only um, could have scored, he created a goal and was a constant threat. And it just gives us another extra dimension. So... Uh, the difficult thing for us now is to is to try and get them up to speed um, in a team that's in really good form, and it's very difficult to to start Sam. But I think Sam, will look like Paul Turnbull, we want to use them um, and build up the fitness, build up their impact in games. And I think at the moment they're, they're two fantastic subs to have. The rest of the squad looking good going into the weekend. No other injury concerns. No, uh, the only the only change to the squad would be that Dan Cowans recover from his illness, so that gives us. Um, a real opportunity um, to strengthen the back four, should we need that. Um, and the most important thing, I guess, is that uh, the depth of the squad now. Um, if you look at the seven players who are not in the the, the potential starting line, they're all capable of being in the team. Uh, we have the likes of Sam Walker, obviously doing well. So there's eight players there that we can call upon. So um, I'm really pleased that where we're, we're as, as as a squad, as a team, and um, and the form as well. So I think. Um, no, fingers crossed. We we continue to to to, to go about our business um, in the way that we have. And um, like I said, I'm looking forward to Sat- uh, sorry, I was going to say Saturday's game. Yeah. Looking forward to Friday's game now. And um, if we make it four in a row, then it really sets us up great for for the running.
1: Just finally, I, I know I ask you this most weeks, but it's starting to look a little bit more well, like like we can believe we're going to be in the playoffs after the results on Tuesday. And now we're sitting in the top seven. What's the mood around the players like? Are they they must be getting excited looking at that league table?
2: Yeah, I think I think like many of the fans, they'd be thinking one game at a time. Some of them be thinking, you know, if we do this, we do that. we will be in there; it's in our own hands and getting excited. I think I look at it slightly different. I look at it from the point of view that not only have we got to maintain our form, we've got to develop um, stronger strategies uh, for the for the teams that are around our area. And if we do get in the playoffs, we want to be fighting hard for the the highest position we can to give ourselves the home advantage and get in a position where we we truly understand the strengths and weaknesses of the opposition and uh, are able to capitalise on that. There's no point getting the playoffs unless you've given yourself a chance of winning it. But I think at the moment, I think the lads are just thinking, they're enjoying the football, they're enjoying the training sessions and I think um, they'll be bursting uh, with that same enthusiasm and energy come come Friday.
1: It's a big weekend, Jim. All the very best for Friday.
2: Thanks so much.
0: So, Chris, we haven't been together for a while, but it's good to be together today because it's your birthday. It is. Thank you very much. I bought some... some you the been to Greg's. Other, other um, confectionery makers are available.
1: They are. Other bakeries have. Bought, oh, I love Greg's Belgian Bun. I thought I'd get us one each for a nice little birthday treat. It's classic. They are the, they're the best things that Greg's do, in my but, opinion.
0: But you have warned me that I can't go near your sandwich. No. And you've getting... literally put it out of arm's reach. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if you go near the sandwich... Um, I'm going to be like one of those, you know, dog that when you go near his feet, it's that snarl. So if you hear it, that's just if you get edged too close, if yeah. you hear the snarl. Then.
0: If you hear the snarl on the podcast, people, then you know, <laughs> then you know what's happened. I've gone too near the sandwich. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously very upbeat um, as well. As I said, we haven't spoken for a while, but we come off the back of one of the performances of the season. It, it, it's You know, there's no question yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. Um, if you, I mean, we spoke three games ago and we said there's 11 cup finals now county have supple county have taken it out of their own hands um, Defeat to Brackley we're relying on a lot of different results to come in and whatever whatever uh, and this is testament to what jim said many weeks ago before we went you know before we dropped points when he was saying oh it's twists and turns in the campaign we were looking good at the time we then went on a bit of you know drop points uh, and people it, this it's just football it's, there's going to be twists and turns there still will be at this moment though as it stands County have the playoffs back in their own hands which is you couldn't really ask for much more and I'm kind of glad Spennymore have gone above us for the time being because it was always a bit of a false position having them behind us with three or four games in hand um, it looked aesthetically nice to have a look at the table and see us above them but we both know and uh, you know everybody looking at the table well it doesn't really count because they've got four in hand so get them out of the way and um, the way Spennymore have got to play for the rest of the season, I've been looking at their fixtures. There's a lot of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I just don't see how they can keep momentum going for that amount of time. So I'm looking at that league table now thinking, County realistically can shoot for fourth here. That's, it's ambitious. Spennymore are going to be a big stone to overhaul. But other than that, like you say, the performances as of late have warranted rave reviews. Um, we're going into a good set of fixtures now that I think we can pick up a lot of points from. Let's shoot for fourth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're right. If it was just that, you know, been, we expected battles. We expected battles and we expected maybe come out of these three games we'd, been, we'd have been really happy probably with five points. Yeah. You know, to come out with nine and good performances as well. And we kind of suspected, you know, or maybe it's a mix of hope and suspicion that the squad was in a really good place going into you know the the mentality of the team what had happened with the cup run the fact that nothing you know nothing really there's been no re- real games where you kind of like just thought what the hell was that the, being in every game yeah. lost a few games but being in them and even you know even back, looking back through the whole of the season against the top sides so we knew this county side was a, was capable of this so you know we've got every reason to to expect more wins
1: we go back to uh just a couple of months into the season where We were setting up a podcast uh, and we were down at the training ground with Dave Conlon, the assistant manager, and he turned to us and said, off air, there's a lot more to come from this team. You know, wait till it kicks into gear, there's a lot more to come. Now, Jason's goals might have dried up, but he's still an effective player. You look at the rest of the team, this is them showing more. This is this is them showing... How much has Jimmy Ball stepped up to the plate in recent weeks? You know, the defence as a whole, Chris Morley, Dan Cowan, o, Stephen O'Halloran, Michael Clark. it's great to see him back into the squad, just swinging for his own place, fighting. All over the park, Adam Thomas comes to mind. Uh, Harry Winter, when he steps up, he comes to mind. Reece Turn. Dave Conlon said there is more to come from this squad. They are now proving that. Um, and and it's, it's positive all around.
0: Yeah, and you don't, you know, being... You know, fighting for the playoffs and being around mid table, kind of you know, in that position, you don't get clean sheets unless you played well. You don't yeah. get keep clean sheets at any level unless you're way above the opposition. But you know, when you're battling around with a lot of similar kind of teams and you're looking to start playing well, you don't get clean sheets unless you unless you played really well.
1: One thing I said to Jim Gannon last week, um, we should we should clarify, this is Thursday dinner time, so, so I've not spoken yeah. to him this week. Um When I spoke to him last week, ahead of the Leamington game, so coming off wins against Gainsborough and Boston, I asked him, does it make you feel confident that Stockport County can carry out wins in different circumstances? We went to a very game Gainsborough side who were scrapping for their lives. They don't want to go down. um, and So it looked like a tougher battle than it should have been on paper. Um, Gainsborough scored twice. We have to score three times away from home to get that win. You then look at Boston... Who have simply come to shut up shop, not interested in winning the game. The manager even says after the game they came for a point, which is a ludicrous thing to say publicly, if you ask me. But that's their issue. Um, so I asked him, "Are you happy that you were able to get two very different kinds of wins? You know, you were able to beat a team who were up for a fight, and you were able to wear down a team who who weren't, who were for just." And he was. We then look at the next game, and we've smashed the team to pieces. So I think that, to me, says that's a third kind of win. We've talked about type of victory, type of loss, type of draws before. That's three different types of victory that show County can compete, with any, I think, with any team, with any style of play in the division. And if we can keep this going now, we're the form team going into the playoffs. And for everybody else, that represents a danger
0: so talk about you, you touched on some of the performances there Let's talk about firstly jason oswell yeah, i heard john Kieran say on air and i saw him tweet about it saying that he didn't score on saturday but it was one of his best performances so that that's that's great you know
1: it's 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 a real tricky one it's not something you come across every season you know a player starting so well and hammering the goals in and then literally just drying up um but you've got to look at where he's come from You know, he's come from a, a relatively unknown league I doubt there's too many experts on Welsh football in the 6th tier of English football um, so Jason's probably been a bit of a surprise package to a lot of defenders who in the first half of the season didn't really know what to expect from him couldn't really get to grasp uh, with him and in the second half of the season they've wised up a little bit and they know what he's about and they they're able to double up if they need to tighten up do whatever it takes to get him out of the game. So that to me says it's then on Jason to change his game. We've seen you know we've seen him bring his A game blast away teams, not been able to cope with him. They then figure him out, he now has to adapt to a B game. The fact that he's bringing in performances like that shows just how committed he is. How, how, you know, his desire and his level of football, the fact that he is able to adapt. OK, the goals are not there, but he's already scored enough for the season. You would you would say, you know, at the end of the season, if you said you get 20, 25 goals, that's a, that's a really good return rate in your first division, uh, in your first season in the division. Secondly, he is adapting. He's bringing other players into play. So, yeah, he's not getting the goals, but the goals are coming from everywhere else, and he's playing a huge part of that. Jimmy Ball's getting them. Reece Turner's getting them. Scott Duxby's getting them. Matthew Walverson's getting them. So... Jason leading that line is opening up for other players to get goals. I remember a few years ago when, um, when Ruud van Nistelrooy left Man United and a load, of, a load of Man United fans are saying, where the goals going to come from? Now the goal king's left. And all of a sudden you've got five players who get 15 goals and far outmassed his 25 or whatever. It's a similar kind of proposition, not the same level, but it's a similar kind of thing, and we've seen it mid-season. So credit to Jason and the players around him.:
0: Absolutely. And then the other one there obviously is Jimmy Ball. You know we started on the radio a couple of years ago, and Jim has always has always championed Jimmy Ball. Yeah. there was times when the play when the fan base didn't get it when they said, you know, is he real is this lad really up to it? And Jim has stuck by by him and kind of nurtured him and brought him through and now we're seeing what Jim wants him to do, those bursts from the middle, those kind of, you know, and then getting goals on the end of it as well. So that's really good to see.
1: We've said a few times in the past, Scott Duxbury is your perfect model of a Jim Gannon project, if you like. He's taken a young kid who uh, you know a bit naive at times, a little bit weak at times, and he's brought him into a, a very aware competitive football player, he's much stronger, he's fitter, he's more agile, he's everything that you want. Jimmy Ball is the next chapter, if you like. We take we've taken this player from Staleybridge. Bridge, uh, and a lot of people say, well we've only taken him because he played well against Stockport County for Staley Bridge at the beginning of last season. You then figure out that, you know, he's worked with Jim Gannon before, the player knows the manager, the manager knows the player. Uh, we've seen him move him around on the pitch. People are saying, I can't believe he's playing him at centre-half. He's playing him at number nine. He's playing him defensive. He's not a new Lewis Montrose. He's not a new John Marsden. He's not this, he's not that. And what he's showing now, he's gone from you know, taking a bit of stick and having the gaffer relentlessly stand by him, when, OK, there have been times where he's not warranted a place in the team, yet still seemingly got one. But this is where we've said all along, you have to have faith in your manager. There's no point supporting your football club, whoever it is, if you don't stand by the manager. It doesn't always work out. In fact, it rarely works out in football, but you have to stand by them. When they're so sure about something, as Jim has been with Jimmy Ball, we can now see that he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet. Whether that means in defensive midfield, centre of the park, number 10, number 9, wherever, I'm happy to trust Jim in wherever he picks Jimmy Ball because he's taken this young kid who gets knocked around, who can't pass it very well can't move it very well to a guy like you've just said he can spray a ball he can make bursts he can get big goals in big games um for me now he's he's one of the top top performing professionals at the club
0: and and in many ways you know that that you know with jason not scoring jimmy's goals have kind of made up for that it's been a yeah you know know, it's been a (coughs) it's been a good foil for him so uh, before we start, we talk about uh, Easter and the two games coming up. Who, who was your player if uh, you had to take a, uh, a mean average of those two games? <laughs> who's been the best? Who's been the best player? I, it's an three? interesting
1: one because the Eagle Eye ones will know that I've, I've not been at the games, although I have been watching uh, the highlights and extended clips and things like that. Um, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Jimmy Ball. Um, he's he's the guy who's consistently being spoken about. He's he's you know providing opportunities. He's getting goals. Um, and he's the one I think that really leads the. We were speaking before about being a form team going into a game, or uh, sorry, going going into the playoffs. Well, he's probably the highest performing player in the highest performing team. You need, you, you know, for, for for a team to be in form, key players need to be in form. And he's representing that at the moment.
0: Going away to Bradford tomorrow, going over the Pennines to Yorkshire against Bradford Park Avenue. Now, last season, the game at home was. Not great. Not great. <laughs> County Houghton Puffed and then got. Got bitten on the bum right near the end. It was very one of the few games that I managed to go to. But then, of course, the, one of the greatest games of the season. Uh, probably because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everything happened in that game. Yeah. So we need a similar kind of performance.
1: Yeah, we, we need that. It, it, what we had last season wasn't just a, a performance that got three points on the day. It was a performance that got the fans believing. It was... You know, the scenes of the, the fans getting onto the pitch at the end and celebrating with the players, and the huge um, positivity boost around the club that was already there because the, the playoffs were looking like we could achieve them, we could make them. That's what we need everything about tomorrow. We need every omen, everything that we can get in place, the omens, uh, the, the, the things that we can achieve from tomorrow. We've had three wins on the bounce, we had some fairly decent results during the week, not the best. Uh, you know the results around us, but enough to see us stay in those playoff places and get Spenny more out of the way. Um, we we need a repeat. Is is the up and down of it? If we can get another win on Saturday, we're right up there. We are swinging, and if we we're saying Friday, sorry, Friday today, today, good Friday. Um, it could be an excellent Friday. Excuse the pun. Right. Um, you know, we were saying at the top of the show there. Let's shoot for fourth. Let's let's really be ambitious. I think third is probably a little bit out of reach now but fourth fourth would be a a really really good finish we said at the start of the season top three if we can get fourth everybody would have taken that everybody would have taken that at the start of the season so let's to to get to fourth we've got to win games like today or tomorrow whenever you're listening Um, we've got the players to do it we're on the run to do it they won't fancy playing Stockport County tomorrow Bradford Bradford have to win if they want to keep any faint hope of their playoff campaign alive they have to win tomorrow County would probably be the one team you didn't want to play at this moment in time, so we've got to capitalise on that, we need, we were talking about Jimmy Ball before and Scott Duxbury and Reese Turner, Matty Warburton, Jason Oswell these are the players now we need to this is their moment, this is a big game huge, huge thing from the fans looking at them I expect County to travel in numbers tomorrow or today uh, It's it's a massive game, it's we said it we said earlier on 11 cup finals to go well this is the next cup final and the next one will be even bigger and so on and so forth this could be county's biggest game of the season so far
0: yeah and shout out to the fans you know they follow county through thick and thin yeah. and everybody knows when they face county at home that they are going to be proper a proper amount and proper fans there they're going to be on your back and they're going to be supporting the Hatters Um, so you know shout out to them for being a major part of this this part of this momentum and then you know Monday back home hopefully with uh, three points in the pocket from Bradford Park Avenue
1: well again and this is and this is what makes things a little let's be a little bit wary of both games because we say that yes you know Bradford wouldn't want to face County we're a team in form blah 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 blah. now both Bradford and Telford have something really important for them to play for. We're not playing a mid table team who can use the cliche of being on the beach already. Bradford, if they want to be in the playoff mix, if they want to be in that conversation, they have to win on Friday. Telford have to get away from that relegation zone. They're hovering now, they're sitting in the relegation zone, but they're in the mix to, to kind of maybe get out. They can stay, they can go. Both teams are going to fight here. Bo- bogey team is a bit of a strong term, but Telford have. We, County have struggled against Telford in the last couple of seasons regardless of league position um, so the Easter weekend could provide quite a, 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 an insightful vision if you like into how the end of the season table is going to look Bradford and Telford last season County could have taken more points from the two teams than they did this season we need to make sure we rectify that
0: so, given that Telford's maybe a bogey team and maybe Bradford have a lot to play for, and they're at home, say one of them's a draw, would you take four points? Do you know sitting it, here now? It sound, this, I'll swap you four points for that Belgian. You button. touch that Belgian <laughs> ball. <button>. If,
1: um, <laughs> if uh, do, do you know? I never like saying I would take a draw. We could have we could have drawn Chelsea in the FA Cup semi final, uh, and I I don't think I still don't like the term. I would settle for a draw. Um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we're sitting here next week saying four points out of possible six, given where we are in the league now and it will also depend on what Blythe and York and Kidderminster and whoever else do Uh, but for me target six, we said it was 11 cup finals, I want to see 33 points from those 11 cup finals probably not going to happen but taking every game as it comes taking one at a time, a Bradford beatable yes, a Telford beatable yes, let's go and beat them
0: yeah, and imagine you know, as you say, if we are sitting here next week and six points, the again, you know, that's five wins in a row. The momentum of that, the way the squad will feel. So, yeah, you've got you've got to aim for the stars, haven't you? So, who's the one one to watch? Who do you think is going to make such a major contribution <coughs> to t- these two games that will help us get those three, those six points?
1: Uh, the one to watch. Uh, just thinking back, I probably should have said was the man of the week last week. Uh, Sam Minihan, back in the squad. Back looking busy, looking like you know the player, the player that we lost. You know he looks like a new sign, and when we lost him to injuries, a big blow. Um, and as John Kieran pointed out on Saturday, he almost scored with his first touch. But Imagine Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have hmm. just been uh, a, a bit of a fairy tale? Now, if he can come back, get a couple of assists, maybe get a goal, keep a you know help keep a couple of clean sheets along the way, um, it shows just how important he is, and it'll give the club. A boost on paper, as well as, as you know, as well as the momentum he provides, he's he's like a little terrier. He just doesn't give up. He's always biting, snapping at your heels, moving along, moving the ball in, etc. Um, and if we can get him fighting fit, um, he's he's got to be probably the one to watch. Let, let's see what he can bring to an already capable party. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Fans' favourite, and as you say, so much energy. You know, he's not always been Jim's favourite. You know, because of. You know, sometimes not sticking to his tasks, but it's always been a hundred percent commitment yeah. from from that lad, and he gets forward, and you know exactly what you got. And and at, in this kind of period of the season, that kind of enthusiasm and that drive, that's just essential.
1: Last season's young player of the year. Um, he he has a lot to offer. He now needs to go out and show what he can do. And I, I've spoke to Sam a lot over the last year or so, six months. However, it was, you know, since he since he was injured away at York, I've spoken to him a lot in the gym and around the club. And um, he's just desperate. To, he's been desperate. He's, he's hated seeing the players go out and not yeah. being a part of that. Seeing them train and, and not being able to join in, as any
0: footballer would be. Um, yeah, get your dictionary out and look under "champing at the bit." And yeah, be a picture of Sam Minnaar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we will have the podcast app Thursday night. If you're up late Thursday night, welcome. If you're on the way to the to the ground, thanks for listening. And uh, if you're sitting at home listening to the podcast before the game, you can hear live commentary of Stockport County against Bradford Park Avenue over in Bradford from two p.m. on Imagine One Hundred Four Point Nine. Thanks, Chris. Can we get some candles for these Belgian? I'll get you a couple of candles. I don't know. You're so old. I don't know (laughs) where I'm going to get enough candles to go on a Belgian bun. Just twenty-one and a bit. I'm having that sandwich.